have you ever popped out and had to like reposition all over again and redo it all over again? Yeah, but it usually yeah. goes so much quicker just to get back in. The okay, the second time around, got it. Once yeah. it's once mm-hmm. it's gaping, it's gaping. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. to have a, a fourth. <laughs> yeah, we're having a foursome tonight, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Girls Gone Deep. We're going deep in more ways than one, talking all things sex, relationships, non-monogamy, and all the little dirty, de- duh, all the little dirty details in between. Today, we have a few special guests with guests. Oh my gosh, I can't talk right now, cut. <laughs> Today, we have a few special guests with us. Uh, I'm Elle. And I'm V. And we have M with us on the line and the builder. Guys, say yes, hi. I am so excited to be here, you guys. And um, congratulations on this podcast. It's been amazing. We've been avid listeners and uh, it's it's awesome to finally be on it. It's amazing. <laughs> nice. Well, we had to have you on with M after all the talks we've had where we've referenced you guys being the DP guys. So <laughs> we had to have both of you on at the same time. It's not a bad DP way duo. to be known. Yeah, yeah it's a, a good reputation, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good little racket we have going on for sure. So let's what are your what are your positions, guys, in the DP? Who's usually where? Well, I am the vagina guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the butt guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We, and we, how did we this have not come deviated about? from that arrangement? <laughs> well, so when I met you guys and the Joy family, this was just kind of like a known thing. It's like this, they're the DP duo and the builder is the vagina guy and M is the butt guy. And I'm like, oh, uh, uh, okay. So how did this come about? I, I don't know. Maybe it was just meant to be. <laughs> it was definitely meant to be. It was definitely meant to be. I, I was thinking about this earlier today. I was like, how, how did this start like it was very um uh organic let's say so i it came to me that first time so i'll tell like my side of the first time that i i remember that we uh teamed up officially okay let you jump in but so i saw the builder playing with one of our friends at a party and i was watching them and they were doing such a good job and she was riding the builder on top looked so hot and i was like really hot to like DP her right now, but not something that is super common or do all the time. I don't know. But then I just felt like, uh, Hey, you need to ask. So I kind of like crawled up as, as you and her were playing. uh, And I was like, Hey, uh, have you ever done DP? And she said, (laughs) no, (laughs) I said, "Uh, if you want to try, we could try no pressure though. And uh, she said, yeah. (laughs) So I said, okay. So she was on top and uh, I went behind and then uh, kind of found a position, slid in, and then the rest was history. The duo was born. We (laughs) built a reputation from that moment. Had you ever done DP before? So you asked her, had you? I have, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I had to that point. I think that was... And a spontaneous first for me. Ooh. 
So what was that like as your first experience? Like, could you, can, like, as the vagina guy, can you feel the dick yeah. in the ass? Yeah, you can. There's a lot of different things that you're feeling um, that you normally wouldn't, you know, it's, it's definitely like a little bit of a different experience, especially, uh, you know, being on bottom, you don't have like sort of as much range of motion and control as you like normally would. You're kind of just like along for the ride in some ways and trying to just be as much in rhythm as as the the, the top guy is um but we didn't know any of that then it was all it was all it was all new territory back then but uh um but yeah i mean it was one of those moments where it's like oh my god is this really happening um and it was just sort of one of like many of those moments that we've had in the joy family uh, over the years but um but yeah yeah, I think I can resonate with what you were saying just there because I recently DP'd a girl with M and I was the vagina girl. <laughs> and I was on the bottom. And you're right, like you're kind of just there for the ride. But I was able to thrust a little bit upward, but I was kind of just like moving yeah. with them, you know, so I totally get that. Right. Because you definitely want to let, you know, the girl and the butt guy sort of control the situation. Cause that's like the more sensitive and, you know, you don't want to make any movements that will cause, um, you know, cause any problems. So you're just sort of like enjoying the experience uh, from the bottom a little bit. Well, I have so many questions that are like naturally coming from this, but I do want to take a moment to kind of also talk about you, the builder, because nobody, who's listening really knows who you are. So let's kind of introduce mm. them. And then I'd love to go into more of the details of the DP. So how long have you been in the lifestyle and what brought you to it? Oh man. Um, you know, I, I think one of the next thoughts I had after thinking about having sex with a girl for the first time when I was young was what about having sex with two girls? Um, <laughs> so it was a very, very much like sort of a part of my thought process and like sexual exploration and fantasies from a very young age. Um, always like when I was in relationships growing up, I'd always sort of like look for little hints and conversations that maybe the girl I was seeing was, would be like open to trying some things, you know, um, open, always with sort of the eye of like, it would be amazing to have a relationship where, you know, this was part of it. And this was sort of an accepted thing and like something that we shared together. I really had no idea at the time how amazing it could actually be um, that we've come to find out, you know, but, um, but it was always something I wanted to pursue in a relationship and had some experiences along the way and, you know, colleges with some, some girlfriends and things. Um, but it wasn't really until, you know, I, you know, really started dating, uh, you know, my wife and, we were, we actually met through work. So it was a little bit of a, geez, how would I ever bring that aspect up? You know, don't want that conversation to go south. But, um, you know, we knew each other for a few years before we started actually dating. And then once we started dating, it was maybe hmm, six, six to eight months in that it kind of came up in conversation. And to her credit, she had never thought of it before it was never something that was really on her radar ever but she was and she was open to it she was like what what have you what experiences have you had tell me more you know it was so it was like a, it it i was like oh wow she's actually not shutting this down at all and she's very open to it and by the end of the night she was uh 
you know, really so, turned on to the point where she's like, okay, how do we go to one of these parties? And we, <laughs> we, we went to, we started uh, exploring parties like the, the, the following weekend. So that was a long time ago now, not to date myself, but uh, we've been uh, at this for definitely over a decade at this point. So it's been a fun ride. Awesome. And so what do you think is one of like your major takeaways from being part of this lifestyle, either for yourself individually or in your relationship? Yeah, well, it's sort of just unlocks this level of trust and openness in the relationship that I had never experienced before, you know. Um, and at this point, there's nothing that her and I wouldn't share with each other, not even from a sexual standpoint, but just, it really just unlocks, you know, sort of all of these other channels of communication and openness. And it actually has made our relationship, you know, as as more solid than I could ever imagine, you know, without the lifestyle to be, to be perfectly honest. So, um, you know, it's really been amazing for us and it's, it's been so beneficial for us. And, you know, personally, I would say it's just, I I say this recently, I've been telling my wife this recently, it's like, you know, it's hard to almost think of new and exciting things because we've experienced so much and we've gotten to experience so much. And I feel so lucky because growing up, I was a really horny kid (laughs) and I wanted, I had all of these fantasies and, um, you know, to a large extent, we've just, we've, we've not only done them all, but done things that I never would have thought was possible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll logistically, come up with some new crazy shit to do. Yeah, there's always <laughs> something new. <laughs> well, we have some uh, some trips coming up that we can certainly explore that. But um, I just feels really fortunate that I found this relationship, found this group particularly. Obviously, the Joy family has a lot to do with um, you know the specialness that comes along with the relationships that we've made, and that's another big part of it too. Is that you know once I think I'm sure a lot of people say this once you sort of start making friendships in the lifestyle, you know it's almost like the friendships are on a different level because you could just be more open. You know you could be more open about things that you maybe wouldn't talk about with your your normal friends or your neighbors or, or things like that. So um, uh, it's been a really special ride. I talk about DP with my. Neighbors, so. (laughs) (laughs) uh, What do they think about that? (laughs) They love it. (laughs) They're like, oh, yeah, I heard you last night. (laughs) I think that's one of the most um, commonly surprising things when people start doing this stuff. They They do this for, like, the sexual fantasy and fulfillment, and then they're most surprised if they actually find, like, real friends and build real relationships and become close with people. Some of the best friends they have, um, certainly unexpected for us, but it's very common that I hear that. I mean, people become very close and it's, I think it has to do with like the similarity of people's mindsets, right? Like you're coming into something with this activity that requires so much trust and openness. So if you have that in your relationship, you kind of bring that to friendships as well. And then all of a sudden you build these lifelong relationships. It's really, yeah. The most surprising. The first event we went to, and you know, when we started out in the beginning, our things okay. Well, if we were, end up playing with anybody, we will never speak to those people ever again. You know, mm-hmm. but we, we quickly learned that you know that's not the best way to do it. And actually, the sex is better when you develop friendships with the people that you're hanging out with in the lifestyle, and that you're 
you know, playing with, um, mm-hmm. you know, you get to learn each other's preferences and, and, and have, um, better sexual experience when you're, when you have a better relationship with the person, it's not just a stranger. Yeah. I think there's a lot more trust and then there's a lot more acceptance and, um, it almost leaves a platform for non-judgment, right? Cause then mm-hmm. you're all being basically playful and curious together. Like, Ooh, let's try that. I've never done that. And it just becomes this, this really easy space to explore. Yeah. And I think trusting, someone else mentioned it, but trusting the people who are in the room and, you know, who I'm playing with, trust doesn't just happen in one night, typically. It Mm -hmm. happens over time. So it really does enrich the sex. But I think that's funny because I think I probably had some sort of idea like that in mind in the beginning as well, where it's like, oh no, I'm I'm only going to play with someone outside of my relationship one time, keep it anonymous, you know, like never talk to them again. But you're right. It's, it's so much richer when you take away that boundary. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. Sometimes I like to to have some some strange. I like some strange every now and again and see you later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Elle will come to me and be like, you know, I'm really just craving some strange. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Have you guys ever um, fucked someone that you didn't know their name? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I did. Yeah, 100%. This happened um, at Dirty Vibes in Mexico. Do you remember we were all hanging out in the hotel room, the six of us, or was it the eight of us? How many of us were there? What do you mean us? You weren't there. No, because I left you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you guys are hanging out in the room and being silly, and I want to go back to the club and go find someone, some strange. And I went back out, and I found this uh, Mexican couple that did not speak a lick of English. They only spoke Spanish, and I do not speak a lick of Spanish. And so... I ended up, I was dancing with them the night before and I saw them at the club when I was there by myself. And so I gravitated towards them and I invited them back into my room. And I remember like leaving the club after I could, we could actually have a conversation. And I was like, oh my God, they don't speak English. And I was like, nombre, nombre, like what's your name? (laughs) Oh my God. So I brought them back to my room. We were playing and all of a sudden I hear the door open up. And what did you experience when you came back to our room? (laughs) <laughs> I went back to the room to get my bag. I didn't know where you were. You were gone for a while. And then to my surprise, you're standing there. I think you're you're naked. I think you have a dildo in your hand. And I'm like, hell. <laughs> and then I see these two people on the bed. I'm like, oh, sorry. And you're like, no, no, it's fine. They don't speak any English. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm getting my bag. I'm going back to the other yeah. room. So I remember I being you. in the other room when you yeah. came back and you were like, yep. Elle's slaying right now, and uh, she can't communicate with them, and she's having a great time. Sex is a universal language, baby. Yeah. That's right. this, this girl communicates. And that's what you said after the experience, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> this girl communicates through body love language. and energy and body language. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I don't have that ability. Anybody else? Did anybody else uh, have? I had one of those experiences in your guys' room last year at Hito. Nice. I don't. I couldn't tell you who it was because I don't. I still don't really know her name. So, 
We can talk about that later. We'll the full <laughs> process of elimination. V, I didn't know I didn't know your name for like a year. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that I mean, reason why I ask is because it's funny because I, you guys know I can talk to a fucking wall, and I will talk to a fucking wall if I have to. Um, I just I just want to talk to people and forever. Um, and so, you know, I identify as demisexual. I need to make a, a connection with someone to be really attracted to them and want to fuck them. However, I have this fantasy where I'm across the bar from someone. I'm eyeing them up. They're eyeing me up. And we just kind of like, you know, know we are interested in each other and think each other are attractive and just kind of like wink at each other and like kind of, you know, hand signal to the bathroom or something go to the bathroom, meet there, don't even speak, just like throw me up against the wall, start making out with me, fuck me, and then like leave, don't say one word. And then that's it. I just have that fantasy, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to realize it considering my need for conversation. (laughs) I know this is a good challenge for you that if you spot someone that you like and he approaches you, that the first thing you should do is put your finger over his lips and take him to the playroom, which is a playroom by the pool, or back to the room. And if if he tries to talk again, you just shh, and you you can make that happen. He'll pick it up. And then you just go for it. Mm. (laughs) If it can happen, it can definitely happen (laughs) at Hedo, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. Intention set. Let's do it, guys. First intention for Hedo. Oh, my God. (laughs) Speaking of intentions, we went – Em and I went on a dinner date with a couple on Friday night, and um, they're new into the lifestyle. She's new and has only played with us, and they had one other threesome. But we have – he's very experienced. So anyway, they're engaged. They're going to get married. So she said that she was listening to our podcast. And she's like, B, I didn't set any intentions for tonight. I don't know what my fears, desires, and boundaries are. I've been working all week. I haven't even thought about it. Like, I just need a drink. That's so cute. I was like, you're fine. I was like, I have no intentions for tonight either. I just want to have fun. And she's like, okay, good. But that in itself can be an intention. Yeah. Yeah. I I fully believe that. And I've certainly used it before. It's like, especially if I'm in a bad headspace, if it's like, okay, what do I want out of tonight? I want to be able to get out of this fucking headspace and just have a good time. Yeah. There you go. There's your intention. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Builder, do you go uh, uh, with intention into like certain play scenarios or you just... Honestly, since, you know, more so in the past few years have we, you know, communicated on the way to events about fears, desires, and boundaries. That's kind of something that we picked up from from you guys as a great a great little exercise to go through. Um, you know, for us, we 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 are always trying to like work toward you know um, having more experiences together. Sometimes it's hard when we're in these events and like you know things are going on and parties are happening and conversations are happening. It's hard to be on the same wavelength. But so a lot, a lot of times we'll talk about that on the way into events about how to you know try to like be in the moment, present together, and maybe you know kind of fulfill some things as a couple that we've been talking about before. Um, you know, before we know it, like the weekend's over or whatever. Um, so yeah, so it's so it's to some degree we do. Prioritizing time together. I like that. Yeah. It is tough to like, I know being in a relationship specifically with someone like Elle, we often go into 
different settings we're like let's make sure that we like have time to connect or do things together and then we're off because like my play schedule or or play desire is so different than Elle's right so a lot of times when she has opportunity she's she'll go and take that opportunity and then we end up like separating and then we end up reconnecting more like after the weekend and not so much yeah not so much during or right before bedtime is usually when we reconnect. <laughs> oh, always. When I'm exhausted and fucked out, he's like, boing, babe, 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 can I just... And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> just finish me off. I fucked so much tonight and I didn't come. As soon as I lay down to go to bed, it's my... I don't know. My body relaxes and then it's like, you need to bang this girl or just come on or something. And I'm like, ah, it just happens. I don't know. Every time. And Builder, I mean, you, me and you are similar in, in that way where we are just, mm-hmm. we could go off at any point and Jeb and M are like, oh, well, I'm not ready yet. Maybe a little later. <laughs> right. Right. Which is like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe ultimately leads to like balance in your relationship in life. I don't know. Like yeah. if we were both like that, like who knows what would happen. But um, yeah. And that's why it's important for us to, um, that's why it's important for Jeb and I to, you know, like try to actually focus on, on that together time, because it is easy for me to sort of like go off and say, hon, do you want to go jump into this like playtime? And she's like, eh. and I'm like, okay, well, bye. See, see you, know? you later. <laughs> hey, Al. <Elle>, hey, Al. <laughs> you're also, anyone else? Anyone else? <laughs> you're allowed, you're allowed to do that. You have the freedom to do that. Elle has the freedom to right. do that like that. And, and, you know, and I'll just say, that's not something that, you know, that's not the place that we were in our relationship. Obviously when we started this, that's been a journey to get to that place of trust. And it's, it's especially true when we're together with our joint family friends and, you know, people again, that that trust is there and there's no, um, you know, it, it's sort of, it's not even a, it's not even a question at that point when, mm-hmm. when it's, it's that group of people. Um, so, so yeah, it's been, it's been a nice journey to get to that point of trust. We probably, when we started, we were like, ah, we never, maybe, you know, you know never being in opposite rooms or, or, or playing separately was not something that was really on our radar as something that was going to be, you know, something that we did, but it's evolved to that point and it's, and it's been really great. So, so what about in, at Hedo, right? Where there's going to be strange, do you think that you'll have that same freedom there? Have you guys spoke about that? Yeah. Uh, at this point, you know, I think with anybody meeting somebody new, you'd want to, I, I think we'll check in with each other, you know, um, you know, as, as those things are developing, but um, you know, we, we have gotten to a point when there's, when there's level of trust, if there's somebody that, you know, one of us is not really feeling, um, you know, right about or something, you know, we will maybe say, Hey, you know, just FYI, this is the experience I've had with this person. Just, just keep that in mind, you know? So if there is, um, you know, so just, we would stay on the same page about something like that. I have a question for, I guess, V for you, because this is something that sometimes I ponder is if I'm connecting with somebody like a guy and we're hitting it off and we're trying to take it to the next level, some, I usually always ask, hey, should I ask your partner if this is okay, right? Or should you ask your partner if this is okay? Um, I don't always initially go up to the female all the time. I usually ask the guy that I'm with. Do you usually, V, ask those questions at all at any point in time to just like check in or you just, as it's flowing, it's flowing, you're just doing? Yeah, I usually try to ask them like, you know, how do you guys play? I don't know if there's a better way to ask that question, but essentially 
that's how I started off. And if they need more clarification by, for what I mean, I'm like, so do you play separately? You know, do you guys only play together? What do you, what do you like to do? Cause I'm really vibing, um, your man. I'm vibing you. I play with my partner and separately. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, what do you guys want to do? <laughs> yeah. So I kind of just like pose it like that. Is that, um, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. And th- so, so I get, I get the gist there, but then also if there's someone like, let's say, okay, you guys, right? So I've played with UL, I've played with UM together and separately. If I'm vibing M and we're like having a moment in the kitchen or something like that, there are some times when I do want to say like, hey, do you think it's okay with L if, if we go up to the bedroom together, you know, just the two of us? And so I do like to check in just to be respectful. And I know typically like with you particularly and with a lot of people who I've played with them and their partners before, the answer is going to be yes, but it's just a respect thing. Yeah. Like in something that just came to mind for me about this is like sometimes couples are off, you know, they're having an off mm-hmm. night and maybe that might trigger them. So it's still, it's still good to check. You should never just assume that just because you've done it once that you can continue to do it every single time. This actually so. happened this past weekend. Um, Jay and I went to uh, a party and we had a couple of friends with us and one of our unicorns, she and Jay were on the dance floor dancing. They were so cute. And I was talking to our friends, Brandy and the DJ, and I looked across the dance floor and I guess somehow she read my face as you know, I was upset that she was having this moment with Jay without her. But mm-hmm. in my mind, when I had seen them, all that went through my head was, oh my God, they look so cute. They're so happy together, you know? And then mm-hmm. I looked back to Brandy and the DJ, continued the conversation. Unicorn comes over to me and she's like, hey, can I pull you aside for a second? And I'm like, yeah, is everything okay? And she was like, yeah, I just saw you look at us. And like, I just want to make sure that it's okay that like, we're, you know, over here by ourselves. And I was like, oh my God, of course. And she was like, okay. I, I was getting mm-hmm. in my head. I didn't know, but you know, so, and I appreciated that she said that. So mm-hmm. that yeah. Rather than letting that fester and change her whole rest of her night, just ask the question. Come ask, come back just to ask the question. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I think that goes to it. My question would be like, if you, it's a little bit different. Like if you're in a, a group of people that you've either played with before, or you know them, that's kind of different. If you're meet, if you meet new people out, strangers, right. do you feel like it's your obligation to check with both partners to confirm or? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even if one says this is Okay. Yeah, because yes. I'm still trying to learn this person. I don't know that I could completely trust them that they're – I don't know. It's just still a new relationship, so it's just better to just ask both people. And and for me, I'd feel better going into that situation knowing that they were both okay. Yeah. So do you ask, hey, is it okay with your partner that, that we play? Oh, yeah, 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 it's fine. And then you still go ask? Does that like insinuate that you don't trust what they're saying? I would say, do you mind if I also go and ask them? Because uh, I mm-hmm. just want to, you know – I want them to know who I am and that I'm a cool, chill person. Like, you know, maybe it is okay, but they also don't know me if I've only been talking to their partner. So, 
I just think it's a respect thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I like to think that I could try. I I think I, in a certain situation, if I asked the guy and he said, yes, it's okay. I think I, at that point you just have to trust and say, okay. But yeah, I know what you're saying too. Like, it's good to ask. Yeah. And I, I think it can also be painted as like, it doesn't need to be like, you don't trust them. Although I have been in situations like that before, but I would hope that that person would respect that I would also want to go over to their partner and get the double okay, you know, Mm -hmm. if they were miffed by that or something or put off by that, then that's that's a little weird to me. It's like, uh... Why are you upset that I would want to go and just be respectful of your partner? Yeah. As the partner, I've been asked multiple times because Elle is in more situations to go and play. And I've been asked multiple times, hey, is it okay if we we go or I go, whoever? My answer is always yes, but I do appreciate the ask, you know? Yeah. Always appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I want to get Especially, back to- Oh, Sorry. That's, especially I, go. I, I think we're on the same wavelength. Especially if someone comes up and says, "Hey, can I? Uh, would it be okay if we DPL?" Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. I would say, "Fuck no! I need to be there." Hold on a second. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> guy, wait a minute. <laughs> I'll watch. I'll watch. That's fine. Well, so those were a couple of questions that came up when we were talking about this earlier. Builder, have you, you were talking about prioritizing your couple time. Have you DP'd your wife? No, that is uh, one of those sort of like dirty fantasies that she has that she will see if she actually ever does um, in real life. We've done one DVP with, uh, with, with M and I, and actually we should mention that we do have a, uh, what would you call him? Uh, am a contractor that we have as part of our duo. He's uh, he is him. a reliable contractor. For yeah, sure. so he's he's our dick in the mouth guy. So <laughs> when you need a third uh, cock in the equation, we do have a uh, a third party contractor that we bring in for those situations. <laughs> he's fantastic. <laughs> he is fantastic. I don't so think I've ever pretty, seen pretty this formidable third-party contractor be part of this. Interesting. Yeah, yeah he was it? actually from the very beginning, from that very first uh, DP experience that we were just talking about. Yes! Uh, he came over and uh, and became the, the dick, dick in the, the mouth, mouth guy. guy. Yeah, we have polar, <laughs> Polaroids of that. And yeah, we I do. was there. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was on the floor like a little perv, masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite moments, by the way, when I look over and Elle's in the corner with the, with the wand. Yeah. Watch it go to the I know, it's, I know it's a really hot moment when that happens. Uh, Sometimes she'll have gone to bed two hours before, and then you look over, it's like, oh shit, she's over in the corner masturbating. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of DVP and like DP, do you have a, a preference of where you prefer to be or like to be, or what's the difference for you guys? There's obviously like a lot happening. So, it's mostly involved with the girl's comfort level of what she wants. Yeah. And that's definitely a big part of it. And just the thrill of the situation, you know, like I was alluding to before, like sometimes on the bottom, when you're the vagina guy, you're sometimes just along for the ride a little bit. And you're not like, you know, like, like fucking for pleasure, you know? Um, But it's so erotic and it's so hot to be in that moment and to see, you know, 
like how she's responding to what's happening and the noises that she's making. It's just, it's just so hot to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. It becomes a different kind of experience. And her tits are bouncing in your face. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I like Mm -hmm. being on the bottom. (laughs) So, so, um, you mentioned, I just slipped right in. So I think that when I think about my first DP experience, I'm thinking about the logistics of it and just like, you know, I'm not a big anal girl. And so, you know, ha- <laughs> walk us what are some through tips the and logistics, tricks? <laughs> tips, tricks, you know, there's always lube involved, I'm assuming. <laughs> a lot of lube. I mean, we've, I think we kind of have our routine of position. Mm-hmm. So builder always, always starts. You, you always got to start in the, in the vagina. So why don't, yeah, so I'll I'll basically just, you know, lay down and we'll do um, you know, cowgirl, I guess, for a little while, um, just to sort of get going uh until, you know, she kinda is into it and ready and, and then and then M will come over. And when you're on bottom, I think we've learned we've learned a couple things. We've learned that it's better that I'm keeping my legs pretty close together, mm-hmm. um, which allows M like better straddle room uh and allows him a little bit more mobility. Um so that seems to to work pretty well. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I'm not super tall. So my position that works best for me is for um, the builder over here, legs straight. So then I could be kneeling behind her, you know, doggy. Um, she would be like the widest. Her knees would be furthest out than my knees. Um, a lot of lube, a nice warm up, you know. And, uh, I like to kind of like push a little bit to like start to go in, but then I'll ask her like push back, like push at your own pace. So she's in control of that process of being entered, you know, and then having that feeling of being filled up. So I really like let her kind of control the pace. And then depending on the situation or the girl, I think then both of us kind of read that situation of like how much can she take and speed and whatever. Um, And it kind of goes from there. Sometimes it's just really slow and she's kind of rocking. Other times they just can take more and then there's just more uh, um, effort, Uh, not not so much effort, but more um, force involved on our side. But then we're kind of reading the situation. Has it ever not worked and you had to kind of like abandon it? Abandon ship. <laughs> abandon ship. <laughs> Should we tell them the DPTP story? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we were, uh, uh, it was, you know, one of those nights that the, the I think the sun was coming up at this point. The Freaksgiving. Um, uh, yeah, at our, at our Freaksgiving party, I think the it was actually uh, Jeb, my wife and I, and M were the I think the last three three of us were awake, um, and we were looking around uh, in the kitchen, thinking to ourselves, "Well, we either need to to go to bed or uh, come up with some really fun idea." And um, we ended up building a teepee in the living room, <laughs> which we of course called and named the DP teepee, <laughs> with every intention of giving Jeb her first DP experience. But, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, sometimes all the parts aren't working. So it was a wet noodle just pushing against the butthole <laughs> at like 9 a.m. 
And I'm like, I want to do this for you so bad. But if anyone, if anyone listened to my other podcast, sleep, you know, that's my, that's my thing. So, you know, a 9am, you know, 24 hours sort of thing. We, we tried, we tried. We did. But a, a, a non, and let's say a non-success from the female side of like anyone that's not been able to do it. I don't, I don't recall we've ever run into that. We are pretty professional. Yeah, <laughs> um, has it ever like, so while you're fucking, you're both in there. Great. It's successful. Have you ever popped out and had to like reposition all over again and redo it all over again? Yeah, but it usually yeah. goes so much quicker just to get back in. The okay, the second time around, got it. Once yeah. it's once mm-hmm. it's gaping, it's gaping. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So speaking of gaping buttholes, another fear <laughs> that I have is um, shitting. So that's always my fear around anal. Do you know if there are if the women have prepared for it? Um, have they shared with you any of their preparation for it or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of, but we have never really had that problem. Mm-mm. But you always put a towel down. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of lube involved, so you should have a towel down anyway. But um, no, I don't. I don't ever recall that being an issue. Of all the times that I've been in someone's ass, there have been times where there's maybe been like some like res- residue, maybe some like residual something or other. No one's like taken a shit on my dick before. I right? Never no, into but that. even I just the residue, I'm just like, no, I'm. I don't I know. Poop. I'm a prince. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I don't know, it's just part of it. I, I think of like it, the fear around like poop around anal sex is kind of like uh, fucking on your period. Like, I don't care if there's blood, there's blood. I get it. You have a period. If there's poop, there's poop. I'm in your butthole. That's that's what it's there for. <laughs> blood yeah, doesn't yeah. smell though. Not not like poop, you know? It's like well, yeah, Blood does not smell like poop. Definitely. No. <laughs> <laughs> blood and poop. Different. <laughs> So, okay. <laughs> I will say I'm I'm very happy that we've built a reputation of being successful DPers for girls. We've I think we've taken a lot of DP virginities, um, a lot not repeaters, but everything's by referral, which I, I think says a lot. We got a good thing. <laughs> we got a good thing going. But I think it is like part of it is is kind of like feeling the energy of the female. So if it's new for them or, or not, whatever, whatever they're comfortable with. It's going with that, that kind of uh, speed and, and comfort level. And then for the builder and I both, we don't even get to like see each other as a person between us, but like, we can kind of like feel how she's feeling. There's a really intimate three-way connection. That's really cool about that. Um, very neat. So to that point, I'd love to talk about your relationship with each other. Um, I think you both are just such beautiful souls of men. How has your relationship evolved over the years? Like, when did you realize that you guys were really good at, you know, pleasuring women together? This is strictly a business partnership. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm in this for the money. <laughs> The builders uh, in it I for the I, money. 
I could honestly spend the rest of the podcast talking about him if you want me to. I, <laughs> yes, please. I, I tell all the time that I tell it all the time. I'm sure I don't love your husband as much as you do, but it's got to be pretty close. Um, <laughs> so why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he he's just such a beautiful soul. Uh, We've seen you in like in passing through like different events and like groups, but we never really got to spend really time like I don't know, really connecting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess it was like a, I don't know, a couple years ago now going back, but um, we had a, a really fun weekend together. I remember standing in our friend's kitchen talking to you and you were talking about your family. That's when I was like, this guy, this is a real guy. <laughs> and it, it really like showed your heart, you know, and you're caring for people and family and relationships and getting to spend that weekend and that time. I remember on our drive home with, uh, with L I was like the builder and Jeb. I, <laughs> I really, I really mm-hmm. love those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the feeling was absolutely 100% mutual. Thanks for saying all that. But, uh, it's really been beautiful. So I think I remember we met 2018. So it's been about five years now. And it's just been a really special five years for sure. Yeah. And now we've created a business together. Yeah. A, booming, <laughs> a booming penetrative business. Um, I remember having a really great conversation with you. I hope you don't mind me sharing this. Um, this is something that you brought up. So I forget what it was. I was saying something about you and the builder and saying how just amazing you both are as men in our group. And I think that it's also very interesting and something to note that you guys probably get, I hope I don't get hate for saying this, but like probably the most play in our group as men, um, because you said, well, we're short. We're not threatening. (laughs) Do you remember remember that? that? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. So can you expand on that? I think, uh, because that was like a, wait, hold on, what? Because first of all, I don't, I mean, yes, I know that you guys are shorter men. However, I don't just like think of you like, oh, like M, the builder, they're short. Yeah. But (laughs) because you guys have this presence and this masculinity and I mean, it's not a factor. And Mm -hmm. so- when you said that, it was a really eye-opening conversation for me. So can you expand on that a little bit? Sure. So first, I mean, having a wife like Elle, she's beautiful. So just having her around in these settings gives me a lot of confidence. I'm like, that's my wife. She picked me. So all, <laughs> uh, by default, there's like a, a base level of sort of like just confidence no arrogance, just confident and happiness in, in who I have, in, in who mm-hmm. I have. So I think with that coupled with being uh, a short, short guy, I'm, I, I think I'm, uh, um, I'm not uh, intimidating and I'm not intimidating for uh, other guys, you know, the, the other partner or husband or boyfriend. So they don't put up a, a guard, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe it just opens up the ability to to talk and communicate, get to know me. Um, but I think being a little bit shorter takes down uh, a guard against 
the male half and the male half seems to like be more approving quicker. Mm. Builder, do you agree with that? That's an interesting theory. I had never really considered it before. Um, there might be some credence to that. I mean, for, for me, I think, you know, it's been a goes back to what we were talking about, just having built really great, strong friendships and relationships. So there's a lot of trust there. Um, and that like leads to, you know, I think some, you know, leading to playtime can be just a little bit easier because there's just so much trust and comfortability in some of those friendships that we have. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. And, you know, the other thing too, is that like, as much as I love to play and I'm always down to play and no matter what time or situation we're talking about, I'm like pretty much terrified of being pushy about it. So there's never, you know, I, I, I think probably almost to like a fault at sometimes I'm like not aggressive or not like, you know, trying to push it in that direction. I'm very much letting um, the girl lead. Uh, so I don't want to put anybody in a weird situation or, or anything like that. So um, I think that's actually over time has led to some of that comfort that maybe some people feel um, that they know that like, okay, I'm going to be able to control this because, you know, he's just, you know, just very respectful in that way. Definitely. I mean, obviously being re respectful towards anybody is admirable. It's the way you should be and should act. Um, but I think coupling that with maybe height is it's just less and in less intimidating. You know, yeah. I don't know what it's like to be someone that's like very tall to go up and whatever sort of confidence their height gives them. I don't walk into any situation with confidence because of my height. I've never experienced that before, but I've heard on social media, you hear girls talk to you, people make compliments. Oh, you know, I only date guys over this height or this height. So there's mm -hmm. like this like subtle thing of like, Oh, heights apparently important, I guess. I've never walked into a situation with that, with that confidence. So I just walk in with my own confidence of you got my personality. You got my, uh, my glasses here. You're very handsome. <laughs> You're, You're a magician. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so Jeb is really tall for a woman. And, she is. And I'm tall. And so I, you know, typically am drawn to men who are, who make me feel smaller and more petite and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But somehow I, I don't feel, you know, large with you guys yeah. <laughs> and sometimes i can with wait like, we should all people. so i'm five five v how tall are you i'm five seven and three quarters so <laughs> five eight let's say yeah i'm five six maybe maybe five six and a half Ooh, five five maybe maybe five six when i wake up five five <laughs> <laughs> and we're and you're never intimidated. You never seem to be intimidated, both of you, like by all the girls in their like platform rave boots and heels and stuff. It's just like, yep, this is mm -hmm. this is what I'm working with and it's all good. <laughs> Do you guys ever feel that going into certain play situations or parties or vacations that, that you're insecure about your height at all ever? Does it ever stand out to you? I never think about it. No, I mean, if I had ever, if it's been a long time since, if, if, if it ever was an insecurity, you know, I've, we've moved past that, mm -hmm. a lot of those things, because we've had so many amazing experiences, you know, it's like, 
it's like no one can take away the fact that we've had all of these experiences. So it's like you just have this inherent confidence <laughs> now that like I've done all of this, I've experienced all of these things. And through that experience, you just, yeah, you do sort of just gain a little bit level of confidence, yeah. I would it's say. It's like so it hasn't stopped really you anything. before. So what's exactly. the no issue? Now, exactly. Mr. Builder, let me ask. When you walk into like play settings and parties, does it make a difference to you and your confidence knowing that you have a giant penis oh my God. <laughs> when you walk into these settings? <laughs> You're like, I'm short, but my dick is huge. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty disproportionate. Um... <laughs> We're all laughing, but this is, this is true. The truth, actually... 100%. The truth. And... Yes. That's why he's the vagina up. guy. That's why I'm impressed that you fit, you know, DVP with that. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I mean, it does, it does help the confidence just knowing that, you know, it, it, it does. So, I mean, I, I guess I, maybe that's another reason why I would never worry about my height. Um, <laughs> Bam. Have, look have at time this. or walking around the parties <laughs> naked, you know? Um, but that's that's when well, you work really cool. hard on your body, <laughs> like you you really put in a lot of work into Washboard your washboard abs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's my own thing that helps me feel confident, right? And like feel sexy and feel like, you know, good about like going and wearing sexy clothes and things like that. So that helps too. Like it's not just it's more, you know, that type of set is almost like more for me and my confidence and my health, obviously, too, and, and well-being. But from a confidence perspective, that just helps me kind of go into those events just really feeling like good and 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 sexy. And that's it helps me, you know, kind of open up a little bit. So that's uh, yeah, it's that's that self-care. It I mean, that's like girls, right? We get lashes done. We get our nails done. We do this. We do that. Right. Because that's what helps us feel better. I mean, for me, too, like that's my personal preference. I want to curl my hair. I want to put my lashes on. And that makes me feel sexy and hot and all that. It is true though. Like you're talking about like, let's say like fitness or health. I do find that a lot of people in, um, in the lifestyle really do, uh, they're, con they're concerned about, I'm going to say concerned, but they focus on health, fitness. They, they think about these things because it, like being in the lifestyle gives you an added reason to think about these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're still in the game, you know, yes. you're, you're, yes. you're yeah. still out there and trying to be attractive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Make it for others in front of others. 100%. Yeah. This is a very healthy uh, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it actually keeps me healthy. I'm like, oh crap, I'm going on vacation in three weeks. I got to cut the pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I've been off sugar for like three weeks now because oh, I know we're oh, going yeah. to Edo next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's obviously there's some vanity included in that, but it does drive like a really healthy lifestyle. And, you know, at, at my age, I feel great, you know, and, 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 um, yeah, so that's been just an added benefit. I don't know if I would be as driven, you know, if I wasn't in the lifestyle to to kind of be as diligent as I am about health and exercise and diet and stuff like that. Yeah, I would agree. It's been a really good motivator for me. Yeah, personally. because it does help your confidence and also, you know, you want to be attractive to new people, but also for your partner because they have the ability to play with whoever they want, if that's your agreement, you know, you also want to make sure that you're keeping yourself looking good for them. Um, mm -hmm. I think that sometimes like what I know that I've 
fallen into this rut before when I've been like really happy in a a monogamous relationship, I can get really lazy and kind of like take them for granted and just you know, you, you get into, you live together, your routine becomes Netflix and ice cream every night or Netflix and wine every night. There's a lot of calories in those. And like, you both can just like, you know, it can, weight can creep up on you and, you know, lazy habits can creep up on you. But I agree. I think that the, the lifestyle helps keep me on top of my, uh, what I look like. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, 100, 100%. Yeah. Are we going to get 2022 Hedo Builder next week? I don't know. That was a pretty high bar last year. You were lean I, I made... as fuck, man. <laughs> oh, your washboard abs? I mean, you yeah. can even see the little serrated ones like on his rib side cage, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad we got pictures of that. <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape right now, but that was, that was probably the best shape I've ever been in. Um, but to your point, though, like, uh, you know, knowing this trip was coming up again, you know, I was like, all right, well, let me step on the scale a couple of weeks ago just to see, you know, where I'm at. And it was very surprising because you can slip and kind of tell yourself like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm not that far off from where I was, you know, but then the scale doesn't really lie, you know, so it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit of a, a check there, but it's because of those trips that are coming up and be like, oh, okay, well, try to get somewhere in the ballpark of those pictures from last year anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're beautiful no matter what, Builder. Thank you, V. (laughs) Well, so, I mean, is there anything else that you guys want to cover with this? Anything you want to share being a guy in the lifestyle? Anything you want to go deep about? Kind of the the interesting thing about being a guy in the lifestyle, it's gotten to the point where, I mean, there's a few of my, you know, non-lifestyle friends that have an inkling as to what we do or, you know, I've shared some things with – but the vast majority have no idea. You know, we we kind of keep it pretty separate from our, you know, day to day life. I guess you could say. But um, uh, the crazy thing is that, like, I find myself like, oh, I wish I could just tell some people about this more <laughs> than I do. But it kind of comes off as you know, bragging. I feel like, or you know, like I think you get a lot of interesting looks, or you don't know how people would react, and it's just in the long run probably just not worth you know, kind of you know, blabbing on about it to, to whoever wants to listen. But, um, but so it's nice to have an outlet like this to come on and talk to you guys. And obviously that's been the great thing about like developing these friendships and lifestyles. We get to, to talk about these experiences that we're having with each other and how do we make them better? And, you know, what other fun things can we do? And, Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's nice to have those conversations and it's it's like this weird position that you're in where like sometimes you're with your normal buddies and you're like, if I could just tell them what I did last night, they would just be <laughs> their heads would explode. Yeah, you know. That, no, so you're no, you're not even like open to your friends about this. To some, like I said, to a select few, you know, some that I I know would react in a favorable way or like wouldn't feel threatened or jealous by it. Mm. You know what I mean? Do you find that they engage back with you? Do they ask questions? Are they curious? Or are they like, oh, cool, dude. And then they get like, they don't say anything else. Um, So I recently had uh, a friend of mine who I think probably has had like suspicions about us for a long time. And I recently was out with him. Um, and he just was essentially, Je- uh, Jeb was not there. So he was like, 
listen, I, I, I want to know, wh- what are you guys doing on Saturday nights? Because I know, <laughs> because I, I think I'm party time, but you guys are, I think you guys are on a different level. <laughs> What are you doing on Saturday nights is exactly what he was saying to me. So I finally, you know, kind of told him a little bit and he just kind of just like shook his head. A a lot of guys have the same reaction. They're like, I don't, I I can't believe that. I don't know how you do that. And I don't know if I could do that. The few vanilla friends that I've talked to or vanilla, I don't really like that term, but there's a few friends that don't have experience with this type of stuff that I've talked to about it. A lot of their reactions have been like, I don't know if I could see my, my girl with another guy. I don't know if I can handle that as much as like maybe some of this other stuff you're talking about would turn me on. I don't know if that's for me. So I just don't think it's for everybody, you know? And I think that like, if you're somebody who's into this type of thing or it's for you, you'll, you'll find it, you know, because it's like sort of you're, you're driven in a way to like, Oh, I want these experiences. How do I find them? And that's how, that's how I, you know, it worked out for me. Um, and if you probably never had these thoughts, then, you know, you're probably happy doing what you're doing. You what know? do you say <laughs> to your friends when they say like, oh, I don't know if I could. Wa- How do you watch Jeb with another dude or something like that? I'm honest. I say, you know, to be perfectly honest, like I've come and this is the one of the interesting things about having been in the lifestyle so long. Like that's become my favorite thing to yeah. is to watch her. Yeah, cut conversion. Uh, you know, out of <laughs> all of the experiences and threesomes and all these different scenarios, orgies, like I, watching her with somebody else has become the hottest thing to me. And <laughs> I don't really know how to explain that. But like, if you go back and look at my Pornhub search, it's usually like blonde wife, <laughs> some type of thing where I try to imagine it's her. Um, so, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. You know, if it's like something that, uh, you know, you couldn't even imagine you'd be jealous about, then, you know, you don't have to put yourself in that situation. Um, so, and that's what I would tell, that's what I tell people when I, when they're like, oh, I don't know if I could ever see my girl. I'm like, well, that's, that's cool, man. It's not for everybody, you know? Um, but it's, it's worked for us and, you know, it's obviously made our relationship so solid and just so stable. So funny, a couple, couple weeks ago, I went up to see my family and, and Jeb didn't make the trip. Uh, she had stuff going on and my mother was like, where's Jeb? And I'm like, she's just, you know, she didn't come this weekend. She goes, you're not fucking this up. Are you, you better not. Fuck <laughs> oh this my up. God. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, Ma, don't worry, she's not going anywhere, you know, because we, that's like such a, you know, an infathomable thing in our mind at this point, you know, that, uh, you know, our, our relationship is so solid and we're so thankful for it. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, pretty funny. Have you ever had any roadblocks or bumps or along the way, like in the lifestyle? Yeah, there's definitely been growing pains for sure. Um you know, as we mentioned, like my sex drive is sort of through the roof and hers is much different. <laughs> you know, she, like we've said, like, like to me, there's nobody sexier. It's just, you know, it's, it's when she chooses to sort of be in that, that mode, you know? So it's, so that's been like sort of a, 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 a big challenge for us, especially early on. Cause you know, especially early on when you're exploring, like, it's so easy for the guy to like, okay, like, let's, let's go play. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. But it, it really, you know, you have to have that patience and, and you have to have both um, partners be comfortable and ready and, and, you know, and it'll, and it'll be right when it happens and it's right. It'll be, it'll be better. So, so that's been something that we've um, that's been a challenge. And then, you know, we even worked through a situation a couple of years ago where there was 
you know, a unicorn where there was feelings and, and it, it got to be complicated, but to our credit, like, I'm so proud of us, the way we worked through that and we communicated through it. And, um, you know, we're so honest and open about it that, you know, today we look back on it and, and realize that, that, that experience strengthened our relationship. It was just another thing that happened that we learned from and, and we're able to grow closer together from. So, it's, it, there's definitely been learning experiences along the way. And, and, you know, we've, we've really grown so much since we started and I'm, you know, really proud of us actually. Yeah. I think it's just a testament to how well we all communicate and it's not about, it could have been something vanilla that you guys argued about. It's how do you guys communicate together as a couple? Can you get through mm-hmm. this? It, and mm-hmm. certainly if you can get through these challenging situations where there's other intimacy partners involved, you can mm-hmm. get through anything, you know, those mm-hmm. are the most uncomfortable sometimes. Sexuality is so vulnerable for people. So having a partner you can talk about that stuff with makes everything else seem easy. Not necessarily always easy, but a lot easier after you're having all these conversations about what are your fantasies and sexual desires and, oh, you want to do this? And like, I'm going to be really vulnerable and express this to you, um, but I've never told anyone before. And all of a sudden you see that this person is respecting you in return and listening, you're like, Oh, I can tell you anything. Mm-hmm. The yeah. common theme and, of communication is beautiful. Yeah, it's that acceptance. I was listening to a podcast earlier and the guy was talking about when you're dating anybody, the first thing you have to do is accept them for who they are. You can't go into any relationship trying to change them. All <sighs> you can do is encourage them and you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, wow, that's, you just have to accept it is what it is. You can't judge. Yeah. And for us, you know, like I was saying, like just being on different wavelengths, you know, for her, it was always a challenge of feeling like, well, I feel like I'm holding him back, but I'm not, I don't want to put myself in a situation just to do something that I'm not comfortable in. So like, you know, and to me, I'm sensitive to that as well, because I don't want her, the last thing I want her to do is, you know, put herself in a situation where she's just doing it either, you know, for me, we don't want to be, you know, putting ourselves in situations where we're doing things we don't want to do at all. So it just took us time and lots of conversations to work through any of the insecurities that we had around that, or maybe that she felt a certain way about how we were interacting at these parties. But it's just at this point, like, it's like our minds are melded. A lot of this can be unspoken. You know, we, we could just feel what each other are feeling and are comfortable with and, and, and what our vibe is about a particular thing. So it's just really gotten great. I mean, you know, we've been together for 13 years and, and really got started in the lifestyle. Like I said, like six to eight months after, after we were started dating, we had known each other for a few years before that, before we started dating. But, um, uh, you know, so the, the lifestyle has sort of been kind of hand in hand with our entire relationship. It's been there. Um, and it's really just led to, like I said, just a ton of growth for us. Do you guys, um, date and play separately? Not that much. I I wouldn't say date. There have been certain situations where I've gone and maybe played with a couple or been like a a third. But outside of that, like she doesn't, you know, that's really not her thing by kind of going going off and, and doing that. She really kind of enjoys more of the comfort of either having me there or being, you know, in one of our situations at one of our, you know, group events where where she's, you know, with somebody that she's comfortable with. So your experience um, in the lifestyle together is like mostly your your focus is lifestyle resorts and play parties with friends and stuff like that. I would say that's what it's developed into. You know, when we first started, we we were on, I don't know if you remember some of those websites and there was a 
swingers lounge, a couple of those. Yeah, swingers lounge. <laughs> you know, those, I remember. So we would meet different couples and and go on dates and things like that. Um, you know, here in uh, DC, there's group called synergy that threw a lot of parties there's a group on the east coast called friction so we would go to those parties and you start to meet people you start to meet see some of the same people at parties and i think eventually like the folks who are normally going to gravitate to each other eventually find each other you know like you know everyone with the same interests and um over the years like that's what happened and um it you know became more prominent for us to go to parties and events with our group of friends or like a lifestyle resort with a group of friends than it was for us to maybe go off on like a, you know, one-off Tinder date or something like that. But um, that'll still happen every once in a while if, if we, if we meet somebody, but uh, for the most part these days, we just hang out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to piggyback off those synergy and friction parties and like dating on apps. It, it's just such a different environment when you chat with somebody on a screen and on your cell phone. Like you're not in their presence. You're not feeling mm. their energy. You're not feeling their cadence. Are you guys vibing together? You know, that's just something that you can't get using the apps. And so instead you're mm -hmm. using more of your brain than it is more about, you know, pheromones and energy and all that other stuff. So I much prefer environments where we're actually in the same space, connecting, chatting. And so that's what makes me even more excited for hedonism coming up next week. And like any other times we do these big group parties and stuff where, Hey, I'm looking forward to meeting new people and just kind of seeing who can I chat with? Who am I flirty with? Where's my sexual energy pulling me to? And just kind of riding that wave. The other thing too, is that once you have a group of amazing people that you're going to these events with, it attracts other couples mm. because, you know, when you're a couple just going to hedonism and not knowing anybody, it could be intimidating. Mm -hmm. It, you know, you could be shy if you don't know anybody, or um, you know, especially if there is a group. People are kind of grouped into their friends and stuff like that. It could feel hard to penetrate those groups, but as being a part of a group, like it's much easier to sort of bring people in and be welcoming, and and mm -hmm. and so you know, it helps in that regard as well. We're lucky we have the the group of friends. So like we don't really have to go out on those apps and like look as much to like fulfill, let's say like some desires. But I would say like if early on, if you're early on in your journey, those apps are great. It's just like, it's just like dating. Like even if you meet a, a couple for one time, you, you'll know like if there's like that potential of like, I want to see these people again, you know, and maybe they don't want to see you again and that's okay. You got to kind of, deal with that. It's almost like, um, unintentional dating for friendship, if that mm. makes sense, you know, mm -hmm. but in, in the beginning you, you need those tools and the apps I think are really great for that. Yeah. There were so many great points that the builder brought up in that, in those questions you're asking me that I think, um, are deserving of a, a whole nother conversation. We can, we can go deep on a lot of those topics and I would definitely say you guys should have Jeb on because if the listeners out there have any inkling of how wonderful Mr. Vagina Builder over here is, Vagina <laughs> He builds vaginas. <laughs> and he fills them. That's a correction. Builds them and fills them. Oh, that should be our saying. Build them and fill them. <laughs> Yeah, I'd I'd love to have Jeb on because actually, especially hearing about your journey from you, Builder, I'd love to get her perspective on it coming from, you know, 
not having been interested in the lifestyle necessarily until you brought it up. I mean, I think that's a very, that's a very interesting perspective to have coming into all of these play parties and situations. So, um, and how beautiful that she was so open to that and she loved you enough and so much that she was like, yes, let's, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was one of the early sort of indications, not the fact that she was, you know, I'm like, Ooh, we're going to get to do these things. But just the fact that she was open to it, didn't immediately reject it or was scared of it. And she was actually like, tell me more was one of the moments where I was like, Oh wow, this could actually be a really, you know, special relationship that we have at least the ability to have this conversation. Ah, well, this has been amazing. My heart yeah. feels so full right now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I can't wait for Hito and I can't wait um, to be DP'd by both of you after I've lost my DP virginity with Jay. Ooh, yes. DP train. I have not done DP that DP train. It'll be like, all right, Jay did it. Now I need the builder. They build yeah. them and they fill them. Yeah. <laughs> First one's on the house. <laughs> Well, guys, thanks for joining us tonight. We're happy to have you, and we hope you come back again. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Anytime. This is amazing, and congratulations on this podcast. It's so great. Yeah. Listeners, please join in on the conversation and email us at girlsgonedeep at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at girlsgonedeeppodcast, and uh, leave us some messages there and share share what you're feeling and what experiences you've had. Thank you to our sponsors, Horrible Life, the card game of Have You Ever All Things Sex and Kink. Get 10% off your deck with code Gone Deep. I'm going to bring a couple of those decks to Hito and get Harry to put it on in his shop in this tour there. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.